You're listening to the Archaeology Podcast Network. Sometimes storms cause nothing but destruction, but sometimes they reveal secrets of our past. This is the case of Scarbray, a Neolithic sediment on the island of Mainland, part of the Orkney Archipelago, north of Scotland. This is episode 14 for January 14th, 2018. I'm Chris Webster and welcome to the ARC 365 podcast, 2018 edition. ARC 365 is a podcast today, every day, in 2018. This network is supported by our listeners. You can become a supporting member by going to arcpodnet.com slash members and signing up. As a supporting member, you have access to high-quality downloads of each show and a discount at our future online store and access to show hosts on a members-only Slack team. For professional members, we'll have training shows and other special content offered throughout the year. Once again, go to arcpodnet.com slash members to support the network and get some great extras and swag in the process. That's arcpodnet.com slash members. This episode is written by Jared Panditeri. The initial discovery of this site was less than ideal, and its early history since discovery has been rocky. In 1850, the outline of the settlement was revealed due to a severe storm, during which at least 200 people died. At the time, William Watt, the Laird of Scale, started an amateur excavation. In 1868, after four houses were uncovered, work was abandoned. In 1913, the site was plundered and an unknown number of objects were taken. In 1924, another storm caused severe damage and swept away one of the houses. It was then decided that serious work needed to be done to protect the site. With this aim in mind, Professor V. Gordon Child from the University of Edinburgh was appointed to deal with the issue. He first visited Scarbray in the second half of 1927 and excavated between 1928 and 1930. At the time, he believed that the site dated to around 500 BCE and that the people that lived there did not practice agriculture. In 1972 and 1973, further excavations took place, and at that time, use of modern dating methods determined that the site dated roughly between 3,180 and 2,500 BCE, placing it firmly in the Neolithic. The people that lived there were farmers and used a distinctive form of pottery known as grooved ware. That appeared in the area before the village was found. The site is made up of eight houses, seven of which appear to be built into middens, taking advantage of a concept known as earth sheltering. In this case, the houses would have been well insulated from the elements and very stable. The site itself consists of eight houses, seven of which are connected by a covered passage that is around one meter in height. This low clearance may have been a defensive feature or to help diminish wind flow into the passage. The average floor area of the houses is 40 square meters, and all but one of them has a similar layout. The earliest houses were circular, but over time appear to have been modified so they became larger and more square. Houses were entered through a stone doorway and a stone slab that could be used as a door and a stone bar that could be slotted into the frame to lock the doors from the inside. Looking through the door, you were greeted by the sight of a stone-built dresser built against the far wall. Entering the house, you were encouraged to turn right by the presence of a stone storage box to face a large stone-framed bed. On the left wall behind you is a second smaller stone-framed bed. At the front of the beds, there are the stumps of stone pillars that may have been in place to support a canopy of some kind. This bed layout may be a very early form of a tradition of a husband having a bigger bed in the house and his wife having a smaller one, which was presented in the Hebrides up until early 20th century. This theory may be supported by the finds of beads and paint pots near the smaller beds. In the center of the room was a hearth that was used for heating and cooking. It is unsure what was burned here, as the Orkneys are very short on lumber. However, a glassy, slag-like substance known as kelp or cramp has been found, uh, which may indicate the burning of seaweed. The houses also showed evidence of a primitive drainage system and even toilets. Two of the houses have unique features that differentiate them from the others. 
how Seven appears to be the oldest of the group, has a dedicated passage, whereas the others share a single passage, and is the only house that can be locked from the outside. During the excavation, a pair of female skeletons was found buried beneath the large bed on the right-hand side of the house. The stone cyst burial appears to have occurred just before the house was built and may have been part of a foundation ritual. House 8 differs from the others in several ways. It is not built into a midden and contains no storage boxes or a dresser. It also has a porch protecting the entrance walls that are up to 2 meters thick and is heavily decorated with a variety of motifs. Internally, it is divided into cubicles. Given the finds within such as chert flakes, it is possible that this was a workshop for toolmaking. The stone boxes could also have been used as storage tanks. Their seams are carefully sealed with clay, and the reins of limpets have been found in them, maybe indicating use as bait storage. Based on the evidence found through excavation, foods that were eaten at Scarbray include fish, shellfish, and barley. Given the size of the settlement, it is likely that there were never more than 50 people living here at one time. However, though the settlement may appear as a solitary site, there is a possibility that nearby contemporary buildings or other settlements may have been lost to erosion. Other finds of note from the excavation include some of the earliest evidence of the human flea in Europe, and carved stone balls that are similar to other finds of the same time period from other parts of Scotland. Evidence of hunting and scavenging in the form of objects made from the bones of land mammals, fish, birds, and whales, walrus, ivory, and whale teeth have been found. These materials were used to make awls, needles, knives, beads, adzes, shovels, small bowls, and ivory pins up to 25 centimeters long. In the case of the pins and the balls, they show characteristics that appear similar to objects found in the Neolithic passage tombs found in the Boyne Valley in Ireland, including the decoration. See episode 18004 of ARC 365 for more info on Newgrange, which is part of this complex. Among the knives found here is a form known as scale knives. These are a knife made from splitting sandstone cobbles and can be found throughout Orkney and Shetland. The abandonment of the houses appears to have been gradual rather than a sudden event, as was originally proposed by Professor Child. As it was occupied for such a long time, it probably had a thriving, small, but tight-knit community. The decision to abandon may have been due to coastal erosion and sand blow, making it harder and harder to keep the land productive. This would have necessitated a move to more fertile land. Due to its importance both independently and as part of a wider setting, Scarberry became a UNESCO World Heritage Site in 1999 as part of the heart of Neolithic Orkney. For more information, please see the links in the show notes, and thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to ARC 365. If you want to hear more ARC 365, check out www.arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 for the 2017 and 2018 episodes. Check out arcpodnet.com slash ARC 365 G30 for the last 30 episodes. Please subscribe and rate on your service of choice. We're available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, among others. Support the APN at arcpodnet.com slash members. Thanks for listening, and thanks for being awesome. This show is produced and recorded by the Archaeology Podcast Network, Chris Webster and Tristan Boyle, in Reno, Nevada, at the Reno Collective. This has been a presentation of the Archaeology Podcast Network. Visit us on the web for show notes and other podcasts at www.archpodnet.com. Contact us at chris at archaeologypodcastnetwork.com.